because the first thing I did once they left is I just called 911. Now, this is in DeKalb County, and DeKalb County back then, they were more of a shoot first, shoot some more, then try to ask questions about what's going on. We are back. Life is what it is. Episode two, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for joining us today. We got some great topics, increasing crime in Atlanta, the Olympics, and Gibson guitars. Thanks for checking us out. Like and follow for more. So I'm thinking, Dave, after the podcast, we can go down to um, Southeast Ebenezer Church down the street. They're having a big uh, party. Oh, really? Yeah, they are. So I figured we... Uh, Teach we, people about God. Yeah, yeah. That'll be fun. <laughs> I was confused. It's Saturday. I don't know why they're having it today, but... Because uh, on Saturday, they got to worship God. I thought that was Sunday. Oh, no, I'm, so, I'm, I'm sorry. On Sunday, they got to worship God. They can't be oh, having a party. Oh, we can't have fun. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. It takes up all the fun. I don't time. think you're allowed to drive on Sundays. Oh, no, wait. Is that... Is that that's just Orthodox Jews? No, yeah, there, I got it in there. Are you happy now? Thanks. All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, they say things come in threes, right? So we lost two awesome musicians this week. Yep, Joey Jordanson, yep. Slipknot, uh, and then the guy from ZZ Top, the Dusty, bass player, Dusty Hill. I think Dusty, his name yeah, is. the no. guy, the guy with the beard. At least, that, well, they both had beards, but I was never a big ZZ except Top. Except the guy fan. named Beard without the beard. Anywho, everything comes in threes. I have my prediction, but I want to know who do you think will be the next rock star to die? Uh, I don't know, Kyle. In I the had coming more, weeks. I had more important things to worry about. Oh, no, I didn't. So here's my prediction. <laughs> Here, no, 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 listen, listen. You're going to say, oh, shit, this, this makes sense. Ozzy Osbourne. I don't think so. That's like, saying, that's like saying Keith Richards is going to die next week. <laughs> He's not going to die. Keith Richards will not die. I think we need to get Keith Richards and Ozzy Osbourne on an airplane and uh, take bets on if it's going to crash or not. <laughs> Uh, no, 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 no. They're not we'll see. Die. We'll see. No, I think it's in the coming. I think I think before the end of this year, no doubt. What? Ozzy Osbourne? Mm-hmm. Dude, you don't bro, know what you're talking about. Bro, he's done so many drugs. It's impressive he's alive right now. They can't. Uh, I mean, granted, you can't understand what he's saying half the time. But, uh, you know, I think he's going to keep going. Yeah, we'll see. I don't think he's going to. Not this year. No. Um, I, I did listen to the 911 call for uh, the, the person that found uh, Joey Jordanson. It was his ex-girlfriend. And uh, basically, he had been struggling with alcohol for a long time. Um, they haven't come out with the official cause of death, but apparently uh, neither her nor her family or his family had heard from him for days. She went over there to check on him, opened up the garage door, and the smell hit her in the face. Ooh. Yeah. So it, he was in the garage? Well, no, no. He wasn't. Oh, no. oh, oh, oh. Yeah, it, was just, yeah. it just permeated through the house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he had uh, apparently deteriorated to the point of extreme stench, but it was a pretty sad call. That's, yeah. Well, he had some kind of d- disease or something, didn't he? Yeah, he had transverse myelitis. That's not going to uh, cause his death, but it definitely would have. But isn't that like MS? Uh, so it's a neurodegenerative disorder similar to MS. So MS is going to be all throughout the spinal cord. Transverse myelitis is really going to be pretty, uh, at a dist- at a distinct level of the spinal cord. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it, I mean, it affects a lot of people and being a drummer, it's going to affect him a lot. It's going to be difficult to have that speed and endurance. Yeah. I read his, his legs quit working is basically yeah. why he quit, uh, had to quit slip down. Yeah. And I, I can't imagine, I mean, you know, even being a bass player, uh, as such a low IQ, uh, individual as me, I don't know what I could do, what I would do if I couldn't play bass. Like, you know, if <laughs> seriously, like if, uh, bass players are low IQ, but see drummers, we find other things to do, like <laughs> drink alcohol when we can't play anymore. Um, I want to know who, 
who made the decision that living longer was better? <sighs> like living longer should be your goal. The scientist. Yeah. <laughs> we follow the science. Yeah, follow, follow the, the science. Yeah, yeah, follow the facts. Thank you, Dr. Fauci. Uh, you know, can we follow some facts? Uh, <laughs> some future facts. I'm, I'm going to call my predictions Kyle's future facts. Uh, I, I give it officially. So what is it? Uh, almost August? Yeah, yeah. J- it's July 31st. You heard it here first, folks. Kyle's future fact. We're going to be shut down in a month and a half. Uh, not this state. No. Uh, oh, oh, I think it's uh, nationwide. No, 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 no. The government can't do that because Why? each state is independent. We're a, con- we're, you know, we're a constitutional republic, but the federal government there's kind of helped glue everything together, but they can't tell each state what to do. Now, the blue states, New York, uh, what is it? What's Bro, we're blue. Cal- Did you forget Georgia's no, blue? No, 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 no. We're, we're, not, we're not technically a blue. Yeah, yeah, we're blue by senator standards, but we have a governor who's red. And he's already said there wasn't going to be any lockdowns or mask mandates. We'll see. Because it ruins, it, ruins, oh, it, it ruins everything. I know, I know. And... and you know, Santa, Santa's in Florida. Obviously, he's not, you know, going to do that. Man, he is he's he is doing his best to position himself for a run of the presidency in three and a half years. And I think he might have, might have a good shot. Yeah, of course he does. He's young. He's like Trump version. He's smart. Two. He's like Trump without a crazy Twitter. He's a military veteran. Everybody loves Everybody military. Loves, thank God for your service. <laughs> Don't get me started. Anywho, <laughs> you know, the, you know, with DeSantis or whatever, with not being crazy on Twitter. I think if Trump would have cooled it with his tweets, he may have still been in office right now. I think if the United States wasn't full of a bunch of crying little sniveling snothead weakling, everything hurts my feelings, you're hurting my feelings. You know what? Words don't hurt you. A tweet doesn't hurt. You know what hurts? If you put a gun to somebody's head and pull the trigger, I'm sure that would hurt probably for a split second. I wonder what that's like, actually. That might be a way to go out. But of course, you can't tell anybody then what it's like. Yeah. And you, you wouldn't be able to... You can you, try to write a you book. You wouldn't be able to share your experience. You can do but, your best. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, but you know, that's... A lot of people voted with their... I don't know. With their feelings. Everyone's feeling everything. Why do we have to feel everything? Because quite frankly, running a state, running a country is not a feeling thing. It's a business. You don't run a business on feelings. You run a business on numbers and facts and the fact that, you know, you have to make a certain amount of money. You can't just spend money left and right and then expect your board members and your stockholders to be happy. You have to run it, you know, very strategically. You can't go, well, I don't feel like doing that today in my multi-million dollar corporation. And basically that's what we have right now at the federal government level and state level for some people. Everybody wants to feel, mm-hmm. they want to feel good. The, the, the sentiment has just eroded every uh, basically aspect of our government. And, and on to, in, uh, in addition to that, all the elected officials, they know politics has become such a facade, fa- such a uh, just dance routine. They know they have to sell themselves to their buyers, right? And especially for the Democrats, they just, it's all emotion, 100% emotion. No, no, don't worry about the facts. The, the facts are mean. The facts will hurt you. Just, just listen, to, listen to your feelings. If you vote for me, you're a good person. If you have friends that aren't Democrats, you're an awful person. Just, just listen to the sound of my voice, and it'll make you very, very happy. You're getting very sleepy right now. You, you know, you know I, one thing I wanted to talk about today, I, I've been hearing a lot of stories about the increased crime rates in oh, Atlanta. Yeah, of course. And I wanted to know if you felt comfortable talking about your little I don't experience. give a shit. Okay. I've been robbed more than once. I've had two, well, I've had two homes robbed, broken into when I wasn't there. 
I've had a gun put to my head and robbed of a laptop when I was in Atlanta. And uh, what else? What else did I have? Well, let's talk about the most recent one. Oh, yeah. The guy, the guy, yeah, the, the shooting. The mask shooting. Yeah, so when was this? A few weeks ago? It was a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. So you were driving home from work. Was it on 285? Um, actually, I was driving uh, to to the office. Okay. And uh, Around the Duluth area or whatever. Yeah, it's Stone Mountain. Okay. Stone Mountain area. And I was getting off 285, and it goes up underneath 78 right there. I was getting on, or getting on 78, and 78 goes underneath uh, 285. The overpass is right there. And... As I'm coming out from underneath 285, I start hearing shots fired, and I'm starting to think this is like a Texas schoolhouse, sh- uh, the, the bell the, tower yeah, shooting. Yeah, the lot, yeah. Uh, what was his name? Whitman or he was the Whit- sniper. Charles yeah, Charles yeah. Whitman, I think his name was. Um, I'm going. Where, where is this person shooting from? It's you know it was it happened kind of quick, but I start speeding up, and it was when I sped up I realized where it was coming from. It was coming from the car in front of me, shooting at the car next to me because his uh, shell casings were bouncing off the uh, the road and hitting my windshield and hitting the front of my car. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Ah, it's fun stuff. It's all good times in Atlanta, and uh, you know that was a Stone Mountain area, but yeah, they were coming. They were heading east, so they what were coming t- out of it. What time of day was it? Was this? Uh, this was broad daylight, man. Wow. It was like twelve o'clock in the afternoon. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just angry, road rage. Yeah. Just a man, you know. He's probably feeling uh, left out in life, and so he thought he'd shoot. And the really funny thing is, I couldn't figure out if he was shooting at the car because I was in the far. Me and him were in the far right lane, the shooter and myself. Then there was a middle lane, and there's the the far left lane. I couldn't figure out if he was shooting at the. Uh, I forget what the name of that truck was because it was a it was a truck with the you know how like uh, corporate trucks have stuff on them like a little SUV looking thing, mm-hmm. and it, I couldn't figure out if he was shooting at that guy or the guy in the lane next to that guy because once the dude took off, I kind of sped up a little bit Probably smart. to see <laughs> to see if the guy had bullet holes because the dude driving next to him acted like he didn't even realize what the hell was going on. Really, and I, I guess you really can't shoot left-handed out the car window while doing 60 miles an hour because he didn't hit anything <laughs> he shot probably eight or nine shots and he didn't hit a damn thing he didn't hit the car next to him but the car next to him i couldn't figure I out i assume it was a pistol it wasn't a rifle was it yeah it was a nine it looked like a you know, okay. nine millimeter nine. glock look on bread or whatever yeah okay okay wow. you know semi-automatic uh, probably holding uh no, what, no, is, no, what no. is it 13 in the Thir- 13, 13 in the, in the clip mag- magazine and one, one in the, in the pipe yeah now dave i want to show you a trick i've been working on this i call this uh the trick that cnn will never do watch as i don't ask about the race of the per of the perpetrator <gasps> okay yeah no no there's Did no it. there's no i don't want to talk about that <laughs> now now you you said you know you've told me these before but your other experiences you were working in a hotel oh uh, yeah that was a long time ago that yeah. was that was probably about i don't know 10 15, uh, 15 years ago and, uh, you know, they were robbing hotels and they were robbing the hotel that I happened to be working just a second job, late night shift, 11 to seven. And, uh, I tell you what though, they could move. Cause you know how hotels, they got those, uh, what do you call them? The, the help desk. The, yeah. The desk yeah. where you walk in the, and they're kind of high up so people can stand and write. Sure. That little dude jumped over that thing like a gazelle. <laughs> I mean, he jumped quick. Wow. I was pretty impressed. I mean, the thing is sitting five, six feet up in the air oh, or whatever yeah. it is. And, and I was kind of impressed with it. Wow. And he put a gun to my head and tried to, you know, took my laptop, but whatever. Now, the best part about that one was, and this is when I realized that pretty much every job sucks and every owner sucks and everybody sucks, is the 
manager, the GM of the hotel, because the first thing I did once they left is I just called 911. Now, this is in DeKalb County. And DeKalb County back then, they were more of a shoot first, shoot some more, then try to ask questions about what's going on. <laughs> and they arrived, you know, it's like 2 in the morning. They arrived like you would not believe out of this out of nowhere it was like all of a sudden all these cops in front of this hotel it was a hampton inn by the way which is still there and it's a fucking shithole it's it's a nasty area it's not a good area this episode sponsored by the hampton marriott no uh (laughs) (laughs) but uh he okay so there's an on-site manager and i guess she called the general manager once all this shit was happening because you know obviously there's like 15 cop cars out front with their lights flashing yeah and I and I and this general manager walked in. He looked at me. He goes, "Why'd you call nine one one? Why didn't you call the on? Why? Why, why wouldn't I call the on site manager? Why the fuck would I do that? Honestly, well, I want to call this woman who you know she's some drugged out lunatic. Probably. I mean, she's you know I was in my mid twenties at the time. I guess or thirties, mm-hmm. uh, early thirties. It, it she it, what is she gonna do? Yeah. Well, the first thing I want to do is call 911. What's your emergency? Wait, well, hey, we just got robbed over here at the Hampton Inn. Woohoo! Wow. And that's all I had to say. They, they already knew where I was, so it was kind of cool. Did did that change your like perspective on life? Oh, it changed my perspective on a lot of shit. I mean, not on life. I mean, not you know, not really. I've always felt deep down in my soul, and I've got pictures from when I'm two years old with the same look on my face I have now. Is that yeah? Pretty much the world's a. a kind of a cesspool yeah. of humans. I don't, like you asked the, the color of the guy and whatnot, but I don't see color. All I see is people being assholes, you know, idiots. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like people who, you know, just don't be a jerk. Don't do stupid stuff and you won't have to deal with, with the police or deal with anything like that. But, um, not, I don't know. No. Not, not, well, it, it it's it, a unique, it, it's a unique experience. And, you know, it, furthermore, it, it's crazy. You had so many that have been related like the, that. The, yeah. Well, that's why I keep my house the way it looks now. Cause yeah. it's very uninviting out front. So. Uh, it, tell me, <laughs> tell me, tell me about the times you got, your house got robbed. Uh, where were you living? Uh, Stone mountain. And you got to stop going to Stone yeah, mountain. Well, I was living in, no, actually I'll take it back. I was living in Lilburn just okay. outside and I was living in uh, one of the houses I had over here and where we're at now. Um, the first time, well, I was renting a house from a friend's parents, and it was a big old house. A nice, nice house, good neighborhood. It was one of her uh, stepbrother's crackhead friends who didn't realize anybody was living in the house. He didn't get away with anything because he walked in the back door down the hallway, and there was like a stairwell that had, you went up, kind of had a landing, you went up to the second floor at that point. And I don't think what he expected to see was an 80-pound uh black lab retriever having a nap on the landing <laughs> so when i got uh when i got home there was blood from the back door down the hallway starting at the stairs and i thought maybe the cat and the dog got into it or something so i took them to the vet to make them get them checked out they were fine then i realized what happened oh yeah the dog is not gonna open a door handle with its bloody uh bloody paw so what happened was is this guy tried to come in and Sugar was her name. She was, she was a really <laughs> sweet dog. We'd let her run around the neighborhood. Everybody knew her. She was a really sweet dog, but you didn't come into the house uninvited and she tore the hell out of the guy. Wow. Yeah. That was the first time. And then the second time was, you know, over here, uh, stupid ex-wife made too many friends. You never make friends. You never make friends in your neighborhood. I don't want to know anybody in my neighborhood because most I of them are probably trouble to begin with. And 
we came home and the dog was kind of acting weird. Same dog, sugar. And there, I walk into the bedroom and there is a uh, weed whacker sitting on our bed. And I'm like, well, that's fucking weird. Who, who did that? And then it clicked in. Oh, they were using that to try and fight the dog off. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Because they came in through the basement. Uh, back Bunch of basement. geniuses. Okay. Yeah. My they God. didn't get away with much. It was, you know, I guess the dog kind of freaked him out, but. You know, I, I'm more so of a cat person, but I mean, dogs are incredible. I grew up with dogs. You know, my dad worked. My dad worked nights, and you know, we always had dogs growing up. You know, it's 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 a, it's a safety thing. It really is. I mean, like, I love my cats. They're cute and cuddly, but I mean, they wouldn't defend anything. No, my dogs wouldn't do shit. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, I got a cat bigger than one of the dogs, so mm-hmm. you know, what are you gonna do? But uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's it. It is what it is. Yeah. Does that change me? No. What actually changed me and kind of irritated me more than anything other than the robbery at the hotel, was the general manager's attitude about the robbery at the hotel. Uh, Like it was no big deal, you know? And that's when I realized, hey, you know what? No one gives a shit about you. No one cares. No one cares anything about you in this world. You're kind of on your own. You may have a few people in your life, but for the most part in mass, the people out there, they're out for themselves, and so should you. That's Dave's PSA for the day, by the way. You've heard about all the Simone like Biles stuff for the Olympics? Mm. I heard she cried or something. Or well, she stormed you, you, you out. Know, or... Before we get into specifics of that, I just I, I want to try and understand why you're you we're all being like pressured by the mainstream media every what what is it, four years for the Olympics? Two or four years, that we should care about gymnastics. We should care about all these obscure sports that really don't make any money and that nobody cares about until the next time the the Olympics come on and we're pressured to care about them again. To watch them. You know, what's funny, you mentioned the the two-year, four-year, because like every two years, every every, they have a summer Olympics every four years. They have the winter Olympics, but they used to actually be, I think, in the same year, if I'm not mistaken, back a long time ago. Um, well, they wouldn't make enough money if it was. I'm more of a I'm more of a winter uh, Olympic person. Oh. I like curling. Curling's a fun sport. <laughs> I, I really, it's just, it's so fun to watch and so relaxing. Just rolling that thing, and then they got the little sweeper dudes, and they're trying not to fall down on the ice or whatever mm-hmm. they're doing. My on my favorite one is the cross country skiing and rifle. Oh yeah, where they're shooting and stuff. Yeah, because you're so out of breath and you have to steady the rifle. It, oh. it people don't realize oh. it takes a lot of skill. It let really me, does. Let me. I saw something. I don't. Know, I didn't really read it because I didn't find the article that interesting. But it was talking about some dude who won a medal in airsoft tar- oh. target shooting. <laughs> Or, something. or no air rifles? Air rifles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What? What is? That? Wait. So he was shooting a BB gun. No. Oh, it's more than that, Dave. <laughs> so have you, you ever seen videos of them uh, doing this? No. It's incredible. So basically, it's almost like NASCAR, where every car is you know has to be engineered the same. So it really just comes down to like the drivers' to skill. Yeah, exactly. So they have these crazy air rifles, and they shoot. They shoot. They shoot. Uh, they're single shot pellets, but it's all weighted very evenly. And stuff they don't look like normal guns so they're shooting a pellet gun <laughs> dave it's more than that okay would you just admit it's a pellet it's a bb gun <laughs> i'll die on this hill not really <laughs> it's a BB gun. but it's crazy they wear these uh these really thick almost like leather outfits it almost looks like uh are they shooting at each other no oh that would be cool i know now, that, that, that would be would... a sport i could get behind nbc that would get viewership <laughs> numbers up way 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 high <laughs> watching a bunch of men in leather with BB guns shooting at each other. Now, one cool thing about the Olympics, I'll give them credit for this year, skateboarding uh, was a thing. And uh, Is that really a sport? Come on, man. 
You know, it was really disappointing because arguably the, the actually it is because I read that one dude like he had an accident or something and he uh, broke broke his something in his leg. He broke something. He tore something. One okay. of the, one of the, one of the athletes did. I read an article about it. It kind of ended his whole his whole ride because he can't he can't ride anymore. So yeah, anything where you can get hurt, that's a good sport. The um the the male winner for the street uh yuto horigami i've been watching him for years he's an incredible guy from japan, japan. yes yeah. incredible skateboarder but arguably our best skateboarder from the united states Nigel houston he had a really poor showing which was kind of disappointing because i mean he's he's incredible dave was he too busy kneeling and no social no justice he stuff? was too busy not catching the board uh on his on his tricks so he choked you know, I don't know if he choked. I don't know if he just wasn't into it. I, I don't know. I mean, I wish him the best. I mean, I think he's an incredible skateboarder. I, I haven't watched any of it. I, like I said, I'm more of a winter sport. Dave, if we had the video, man, I'd pull up his video parts. They're I incredible. love that. I love that one sport in the winter when they do the they go down the long jump on mm-hmm, the skis. Mm-hmm. That is really cool. I mean, that, that would be fun to try, but I'd probably just end up breaking my neck. It'd be terrifying. Because it, it, it would be terrifying. It looks big on TV, so just imagine when how you get big there it is yeah. in person. Okay. <laughs> How no, hard, but how hard can it be? You just go straight. Yeah, just uh, just don't stop. And you being lean straight. forward a little bit, and then you got to lean. That's back my motto for land. life: don't stop being straight. Don't stop. <laughs> no, uh, going into the Simone Biles stuff. You know the the Olympics a few years ago. Michael Phelps was the big money maker for the Olympics, right? He's this—he's a swimmer. He's got all these gold medals. We can push him on the Wheaties every few years. Let's get him doing commercials. Money, money, money. Oh yeah, poppy money all over my face, and then. Kind of got a little older, washed up, started, you know, smoking weed. <laughs> we can't have that. Oh, yeah, that's Remember right. that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the prince of the money kingdom has finally been crumbled. Now they find Simone Biles. Oh, my God. She's like the perfect person to make money right now in this economy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, I'm going to call it what it is. She's black and she's a woman and she's good at the sport. Oh, my God. They, they have been waiting praying to the money gods to have a have an individual like this that they can just profit off of they did it the last summer olympics and i can i cannot imagine the the yelling and the curse words that the the executives at NBC have been shouting since she quit <laughs> yeah she quit what what happened exactly she had a really poor uh performance in um two of the events mm-hmm. and and when i say poor performance credits are where credits do she's incredible she's won so many gold medals she's obviously good at what she does uh you know she had a little i guess i think probably the stress got to her and maybe you know what you know what, Dave? Maybe she's just fucking done. She, I maybe, mean, uh, she has like, I think I heard like 30 gold medals. Maybe, maybe she's just fucking yeah, done. She could be Maybe done. she just wants to go live her but life. Did she throw a temper tantrum or something? No, no. She, she. Well, that was another one, right? I haven't seen, uh, I, I haven't seen know. any other ones other than this, this, this one. This conversation's really not going anywhere. Well, no, no, no. I know nothing about the sport. So she did two events that didn't go well. She walks off uh, over to her team and says, you know, hey, good guys, good luck with everything. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it could be that, or it could be the fact that you know, in real life, you don't always get a, a participation trophy. Yeah. You know, I'm just saying. I've had I've had bad shows where it's not like I go, yeah, I said, guys, I'm done, I yeah. quit. I don't think it was that. <laughs> I I think she's probably been you know juggling with the ideas. You know, maybe she's done this for just her whole fucking life, and maybe she's just fucking done. So, and no one says that. It's all. Oh my God, her depression's getting to her. Yeah, she might be fucking depressed. Maybe she's depressed because she's done this for 20 years and she's tired of it. She has probably, what, 60 more years on this earth? 
Yeah. And God, maybe she's just like, you know what? Maybe I just don't want to fucking do this anymore. Maybe I just, maybe I just uh, wanted to do these games just for a cool trip to Japan. Take a. And then I went yeah. to Japan. <laughs> I, I bought some, I bought some cool Pokemon cards and some underwears out of out of vending machines, and I'm done. Well, yeah. Take a, a maybe, power tour. Take a, you know, take a, a play out of uh, who's it? Michael Phelps. Yeah. Just, you know, retire and start smoking pot. Anything that can hurt these uh, news organizations in any way, I fully support. Simone, get it, girl. Simone, I hope you come back in the next four years and then do the same thing <laughs> and just <laughs> hurt advertising, hurt, hurt everything. Well, I heard their advertising's down. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, they don't have any, cr- they don't have any crowds over there. And so advertising's down. Uh, viewership apparently is at a 33-year low. Mm-hmm, correct. <laughs> so. Well, you know, th- these... these uh, these companies are so desperate. When I'm on TikTok right now, like every other TikTok is the Olympic TikTok. And guess what? I push not interested. I'm I am influ- I am single-handedly influencing this fucking algorithm. I don't want to see that shit. I'm on TikTok for funny shit, for gaming shit. I don't want to be advertised to like that. I understand you got to do it a little bit. But like with, they have a lot of DoorDash uh, advertisements, but keep that other shit. They try to they try to spin it like it's natural uh, content. No, it's a fucking advertisement, and I don't want to see it like that. Well, when you're on social media, you are you you are the product they're selling. You know, that I know, way. I know. Because I mean, they want me to they want I me got, to click I, the clip and go to the website and watch the video. Blah, blah, blah. A thing popped up on the Roku the other day, and it was you know the little side thing where you got your home, and you got all your different stuff you can go to. Um, it popped up on the side menu. It was for the the, the Olympics. They had a little thing there, and I clicked on it just to see. And it was actually kind of entertaining because it showed you like who's won what and who's got what and what country's number one. And number one right now is China. So I'm going to say a name of a celebrity that you haven't thought of in years. Are you ready? Okay, then I can say another name. Oh, no, go ahead. Mel Gibson. Oh, I love Mel Gibson. Dude, he's our boy. I think about him all. I got a bunch of his movies, man. Did, I, I, yeah. I've, did, been, I've been watching him since the whole uh, Mad Max, uh, the Road Warrior movie, the, uh, the second one. He's like Teflon, man, and nothing sticks to him. Well, he, could say the, he could say the most the, the most horrible thing you could ever possibly hear that, well, by society standards, what people would say is the most horrible thing anybody could say. And it, it, it okay, ooh, it's in the news, and all of a sudden it just goes away, and next thing you know, he's making another movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the reason I bring it up, he is making another movie. Ah. He's directing a new movie, uh, and it's going to basically address, uh, it, the The film's going to be about the Rothschild family yeah. and the New World Order. Ah. It's going to be pretty I'm dope. sure that's going to be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward Kinda to like, it. Kind of like, what was it? Passion of the Passion of the, Passion of the Christ, yeah, yeah. yeah that, like that. That, that, that really a, stirred up a lot of people's loins. They were movie. very upset about Man, that. Man, that was a huge movie. And, oh, you know, the media is just like, this is this is disgusting. We shouldn't show this. It's just a movie about Christianity. Oh my God. Yeah, I always like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, he's Australian, right? Because yeah, because that first movie he did, he you couldn't understand a word he was saying. The very first Mad Max movie, they actually overdubbed it for the American market. Um, is that Mel Gibson or Russell Crowe? That's Mel Gibson. Oh, okay. okay. That was his very first movie. He was really? like, I don't know. He was like uh, doing carpentry work, building houses and shit when they um, got him into to do it. But um, the, at least the Australians I've always known, they're always very, um, the men, they're very alpha. 
They're very alpha type people. They're you know? tough people. Well, look and, at the environment and, they live it's in. It's like they really don't give a damn what you think about them. And that's kind of how Mel Gibson comes off. They're surrounded by giant spiders and sweltering heat for their entire lives. He's like, yeah. He's like, <laughs> it makes tough people. Let me just grow a bigger beard and I'll make another movie. <laughs> he does. George Soros looks like this next Star Wars villain, whatever friggin' movie they're going to come out with the next 10 minutes. You know what? That's how Disney has even further destroyed Star Wars, even from the three prequels. Hey, let's make a movie every six months about this franchise and make nobody excited about it. You guys think it'll be a good idea? Hell yeah, let's get some more money. Money, 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 money. That's all the meetings at Disney are. Just money, 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 money. Because it used to be an event, and now it's it's also... It's like the freaking topic of the week. Who cares? Like when Star Wars... I never saw... I never saw the original Star Wars at the theater, but I did see the 1980 uh, Empire Strikes Back. Okay. And it, you know, as a little kid, I think I was six, yeah, six years old, it was so, no, seven, I don't know how old I was. Um, it was so uh, amazing to see the big old walkers, you know, boom, boom, boom. And and the, and the effects, it's so new and everything. But now in Hollywood, it's all just kind of like, eh, cut and paste cut and paste it, it's the, the the same i know there's a little more work to it than that but it's kind of the same there's no in-depth storytelling there's yeah. no character development or anything and for people listening the way you know you're an adult in america is when you realize that they make movies to make toys that's the only reason people make movies oh, nowadays yeah. and that's it's heartbreaking because you think back you say Man, I love these movies as as a kid. I love, and then you think, oh, I did have like all the action figures. Oh, I had the Millennium Falcon. Wow, I did have all the cards. I had the big Walker. I had all the Legos. I got Boba Fett's uh, ship too. You you, you probably don't. Yeah, the Slave One. Yeah, yeah. The little thing that. Yeah. It's like a it lands and then it goes up straight. I think it's like that. I don't know what it was called, but um, I always liked the bad guys. Mm -hmm. I'm always more partial. They had they had better uniforms. Well, they're just cool in general, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, who wants to be a rebel? Who wants to be <laughs> going from planet to planet, you know, moving back and forth and doing all this shit? I want to live on the Death Star. Because <laughs> that seems like that'd be a pretty cool place to party, if you ask me. Like a Pentagon in the sky? Yes. So, yeah, they just shoot in the middle of the Pentagon. You know, you know somewhere in there they had a bar. Because all those all those stormtroopers, they had to go somewhere on their on their time off. They they were you know they were human humanoid type people. They were just uh, what do you call it uh, clones. Yeah. So they had to have some sort of uh, you know place to relax. Where the stormtrooper <laughs> you know stormtrooper bar and grill. Come on down, have a beer, or whatever they drank in that universe. I don't know. Um, they had the bar that Han Solo was in in the, in the first one. You know, oh, with yeah. the jet with, with yeah. a with a a freaking. Uh, like a, a jazz band, you know, playing that song. Did you ever read the books? No. Why do I read books? They made movies. You know, just like every franchise, you know, people always say, like, the books are so much better. Man, there's, like, this whole universe of, like, lore and backstories on every character that even has, like, a five-second snippet in any of the movies. It's intense. I don't think I need to know that much. I'm just there for entertainment. I want to be entertained. Did you watch The Mandalorian? I watched the first season, the second season. They're into the third season now, right? I think so. I don't know. I started watching the second season, and I was just like, yeah. That's how I felt, too. I just... The first one was cool. Yeah. And the little baby Yoda thing was kind of weird, but uh, they 
it just it it felt like the second season felt like a shittier version of the first one. Yes. And you know, it's like guys, why didn't you just make a movie out of this? Oh wait, you gotta do a series so people subscribe to Disney Plus, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that would have been a perfect thing just to make a movie on. And you know, it doesn't need to be a series. Uh, yeah. Well, it is the age of streaming, so. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Series are good. Hey, th- speaking of series, did you hear they're bringing back uh, Dexter? Really? They're rebooting it where he's living like uh, up in the mountains in a logging country or something. And uh, they might, act, from from what I've seen, it might actually be good. I mean, I, know you, I don't think you liked that show, did you? No, I watched the whole thing. Did I, you really? So I, my thing with Dexter, I believe there are five seasons. Yeah, uh, yeah there's five or six. Five yeah. or six. So my problem comes with the last season. Um, the last season was awful. And there's a reason, a reason for it. That was when they were having a writer's strike in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. So they had all these, you know, these, these temp, temp new hires, you know. Non-union writers. <laughs> yeah, hey, uh, go watch this entire series and help us, you know, conclude it in, you know, in a cohesive way. And it just fell apart. The last episode was fine. I, 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 I felt satisfied at the end. But the, that, the entirety of the last season really just yeah, was they're, atrocious. They're rebooting it. It's coming out in November. Hopefully it's going to be on Showtime. Oh, no, no. It, it actually looks like they've, you know... They they set it as far as head as you know however many years the last show went off to the new one you know because he's aged obviously mm-hmm. and uh, he's just living in a small town it lo- actually looks pretty good like it should be pretty pretty suspenseful I, I have to credit Dexter with uh, you know me not becoming a serial killer because when I started watching that I realized it's a lot of work oh yeah it's a lot of work well, it's to, a lot of work uh, not to get caught to not get caught right well that's kind of the whole point you know if you're gonna do something don't get caught. I was thinking when it first came out, I wanted to be a serial killer, but then I decided no, <laughs> no, nah, it's just, I, I can't, I can't do this. I'll live vicariously through this TV show. So, so my mom was working a retail job for like the past two years. Yep. You know, up where she lives. She never got COVID, right? They never closed down where she lived. Uh, you know, saw hundreds of people every day, blah, blah, blah. Well, now she's working <laughs> at the top of a mountain. <laughs> she has, she got COVID. She got COVID. <laughs> uh, you know, and I called her because I got a text from her. And I, so I called her. I said, hey, how you doing? And she's like, I'm fine. Just a little tired, a little congested. And I said, okay, you know, just keep me updated. I've been talking to her every day. And just literally, yep, just tired and congested. Uh, can't really taste much. That's it. Has your Has your dad been staying away from her? Uh, yeah, you know, for the most part, um, but he feels fine and everything. What the whole taste thing, does it ever come back? Yeah, it, it comes back. It, it takes longer than you think. Um, okay. So a, a, a it's good like, few weeks to a few months. It's like sometimes when you have a cold yeah. and you kind of lose taste for stuff Yeah, and you end up salting stuff more, it's, which is why you eat like chicken noodle soup because <laughs> it's salty with sure. saltines. Mm, that's good stuff right there. Yeah. It, it takes a little longer than the normal one, but yeah, it. You know, so, it takes a little while. So she lived amongst all these people, and, and, and then she and, moved and, out into the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. On top, and works on top of a, a mountain, mountain, and she got COVID out there. You know why? <laughs> and they well, and they all did. All of her coworkers did. Do you know why? Because they they deal with the public up there, right? People coming and going. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you know, what she does, you know, you know, pretty much retail on top of the mountain. People, well, yeah. yeah. Well, that's why it's all those Democrats going up there to, <laughs> to go see nature. Get, get in touch with their nature. Get in touch side. with their nature. Could it be, hell, who knows? It could be people. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I've noticed that when you go to certain areas, when you go into Atlanta, certain areas of Atlanta, everybody's wearing masks. Everybody mm-hmm. wants still, you to wear a mask. Still at this point. Uh, yeah. 
uh, when you go outside, if you go out into the country and you meet the good old boys that are living out in the middle of nowhere, they could give a shit mm -hmm. whether or not you're wearing a mask. You know, I, I've noticed in my own job, there's been a higher uh, percentage of individuals coming in with masks. But um, you, we were talking, uh, we had a little break there. You've never had the flu? No, never had the flu. At all? I mean, not that I know of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm, but from what people describe it, I've never had the flu. Wow. What's the sickest you've ever been? Uh, let's see. What is the sickest I've ever been? I don't, I don't really know. I don't, well, that's, that's, you're lucky. That's I good. I don't ever, <laughs> I, you know, I don't ever remember, you know, I never sick as a kid. Um, you know, I never got, just never got sick. I mean, I, I feel like in the springtime here, you know, mm -hmm. when, when all the pollen's coming out, I, I know that that first week is going to suck, but then, you know, I get better mm -hmm. and it feels, I guess if I, ha if it could be the flu, I don't know. It could be the spring flu. <laughs> spring flu. It could be the spring flu. Go ahead and patent that. And that'll be the new yeah. thing they're making a vaccine for. I had, I actually had <laughs> the flu for the first time. Oh goodness. A year and a half ago when I was up in Pennsylvania. Really? Yeah. It was the strangest thing. You know, I've, I've always heard the flu, you know, kicks your butt, but um, I've never had it. And I, I, I get the flu shot every year. I don't have a problem with that, but it was a Friday night and I hadn't had anything to drink or anything, but you know, I, I stay up to like midnight. Well, I mean, to go to sleep. I wake up at like 3am and like, I'm just sweating. I'm like what the fuck? And, and like, I go to stand up to go to the restroom and man, my balance was shot. I'm like holding on to shit. I'm like, I, I felt like I was drunk, but I'm like, it was so disoriented. I'm like, I'm, I haven't been drinking. Like, what the hell? So wobbled over to the restroom and I, you know, did my stuff, came back to the bed and my head started hurting. I'm like, holy shit. I think I have the freaking flu. It's just like, just go to bed. Just, just go to bed. I woke up in the morning and it's worse. Right. And so, uh, you know, I, I actually, one cool thing I did the doctor on demand, they got the, the Tamiflu ordered or whatever. And that was when I go out to my car and this is in uh, De December up in Pennsylvania, you know, a wobble over into my car. Uh, you know, reverse out of my parking spot, put it in a drive and no power. That's when I knew my transmission was gone. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good day, Dave. I thought you were, were going to lead up to, you know, no, I, no. I put it in drive and then I ran over three homeless people. No, I wish I wasn't running over <laughs> anybody right then. It's like I was so out of it. The only way I could get to CVS, it was like it was only like two blocks away, but it's December. I didn't want to walk. I felt like shit, right? I had to put it into like uh, a lower gear and like turn on my overdrive, my shitty fucking Nissan Cube <laughs> CVT transmission. Love and, that car. And just to just to get down the street, the revs were like, and I'm just barely going. My flashers are on. People are flipping me off. <laughs> If, if you've never been to Pennsylvania, <laughs> let me let me let me kind of give you the synopsis of the experience. Everybody, what you're going to feel like when you drive there, you know, or just exist there, you're going to feel like everybody hates you. You're going to get flipped off so many times. You're going to get yelled obscenities at you so many times. People, if you get in your car, I can almost guarantee somebody's going to honk at you before you get out of your car. Well, that then. sounds like Atlanta. It's different. Okay. It's different. I don't know, man. No. I, I just don't think I've you, been I think you Southern folk don't like us Northerners. <laughs> well, that's be, that's besides the point, Dave. I think, I, I think, I think what it is, is you just don't understand. We've let, got let, places to go and things to I, do. My buddy and I volunteered, um, at the local YMCA to help them put on a 5k. 
around the city. And it was a, it was like we we picked a time it was like Sunday morning at like seven o'clock, right? So we had they allowed us to kind of shut down this like one or two city blocks, you know, whatever. We put out signs and everything. And once the thing was over, uh, my friend and I were driving around picking up the signs. Every time we, we you know, we we're normal people. I, I like to think. When we go to, you know, a street corner, we, we, you know, put on the brakes real quick, put on the blinkers, and, you know, one of us runs out really quick, kind of waves at the car behind us, grabs the sign. Every time, man, once you just stop for uh, an, an undiscernible reason, just horns just blaring, fuck you! That's because and they've got places to be, as, I, as I'm picking up the sign that says Charity 5K, <laughs> and I'm putting yeah, it into they, my car. They probably thought you were some kind of hippie yeah. picking up trash alongside of the road, and they were like, I do not have time for this. I got places to be. Well, it's like, I'll I tell you what, I, I'll give you a good example. Um, the one and only time I ever went to New York, and this was a long time ago, we're talking like 20 years ago, um, I uh, went to this little deli, uh, not a deli, a uh, little breakfast place deli, I guess, you know. And it, it was great. The place was packed. We got in pretty quick, sat down. Waiter came up and goes, coffee, coffee, water, water. I go, sure. Handed us our, our menus. He was gone. Came back. Goes, you ready to order? Sure. Boom. Ordered. Boom. He was gone. Came over once while we were eating. Everything good? Yeah, good. Boom. He was gone. It was like the hit and run waiter. <laughs> but you know what? I actually appreciated it because there was one time I was in a, where the hell was I at? I think it was a Chili's somewhere down in um, Decatur or someplace. I was in some restaurant in Decatur, one of those big franchise places with some people. And we're eating and the guy brings the food. He was a nice waiter and everything, but he brings the food. Then he leaves and he comes back like two minutes later and he asks how everything is. Well, I haven't even eaten yet because we're conversating and we're doing our thing and we're just kind of getting stuff ready yeah and then he leaves and he comes back again leaves he kept doing this again and he kept asking us questions and then finally at about the 10th time he goes is there anything else i can get you <laughs> i said you can get lost Ooh. and we all laughed of course and he you know he thought it was funny because it was i was joking i was he's laughing to get his tip yeah. i was being sarcastic which is just passive aggressive anger really mm -hmm. um but yeah, yeah, you can get lost. You can leave us alone, man. You've been, you've been, you've been back to my table ten times. I do not need that. If you see my drink or my beer or whatever I'm drinking empty, then ask me if I want another one. You know, you don't have to come and talk. To, I'm not there to talk to you. That was the waiter's first day, and you were so discouraged. I'm there to eat, <laughs> and I'm there to communicate with the people I'm hanging out with. Working on my, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Small talk skills. Small talk skills. I got to work on my small talk I've skills. I've heard you suck at small talk. I do suck at small talk. <laughs> Why the is that, Dave? Well, the reason I, well, I, somebody told me I need to work on my small talk skills, you know, like parties and whatnot. And uh, then they said, but you have to actually, to make to make good small talk, you have to actually care about other what other people are doing in their lives. And I just can't do that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> You know, I was I was born and raised in the South, and you know when I, when I lived a year up in Pennsylvania, dude, it's it's fucking depressing up there. No, it's not. Yeah, it I is, dude. It. I love it, man. When you look around, and you know when you, when I first got there, I was you know I, you know walking around or just shout shopping. You look around, and people are just depressed. You're like, man, this is. Well, did you see the weather up there? Well, well, the thing was, man, it got to me too. I was drinking a lot of there, Dave. Like I, you know, you'd get home at the dude. Every weekend was just fucking just. 
I, that's why, I mean, you get a lot of people who, you know, older people, they move from up north and they move to south because they want better weather, mm-hmm. nicer weather. You go to, I mean, it's it's like I go to visit family in Ohio. And it's like I crossed the, Kentucky's beautiful, you know, mm-hmm. green, green, the green bluegrass, which is actually green. It's not actually blue. Um, and you cross over, you know, you cross over that, 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 over the Ohio River, over that big bridge they got that goes into Cincinnati, and it's like all of a sudden, it's like wow, the clouds just cover everything, and it's all gloomy. Yeah, <laughs> and and you, you don't think that it affects you, but it does. It and, really and, does. And Ohio, at least the part I grew up in, is really flat. It's not it's not mountainous like it is here. I kind of like. Really, flat. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, it's not. You don't have a lot of uh, hills and stuff. You got hills, but you have like here. You know, you can go way down into a neighborhood and and be up and down the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, it's just kind of flat. Wow. I mean, there was a big hill by my parents' house, but you know, other than that, it was flat. We, the where I was staying, I was up in the East Stroudsburg area, and my apartment, uh, you know, it's it, we were like in the city and the small little city, and it's weird. They, you know, obviously it's a city, so it's it, the roads were based on like a grid system. But every like two or three blocks, you'd have this random diagonal road and it would make like a five way stop and it always threw a wrench. Oh, yeah. Right. So (laughs) we were we were on one of those corners and there was a Little Caesar on the corner. Two times somebody crashed into the Little Caesars in one year that I was there. I was uh, I was actually in a hotel in Scranton for a month and my roommate, you know, was back in East Stroudsburg. I get a text at like 7 a.m. one day with a picture of the apartment across the street on fire. (laughs) <laughs> i'm like holy shit man when i was there all my hubcaps got stolen the first week i was there uh my re- my uh the window to my restroom kind of overlooked um kind of like our back alley type way in what is the name of this town east stroudsburg it's a oh, shithole it. good lucky for you anyway uh people were uh selling pit bulls out of their cars <laughs> yeah dude it Check this out. It sounds like you were living in a ghetto, Kyle. Yeah, I was. I mean, I wasn't okay. paying shit for rent, and that's why I was there. But check this out. When I was there, you know, I was, I was studying for some tests and whatever, and, like, I would have my headphones on, my, you know, my noise-canceling headphones, but I was I was hearing, like, a, ooh. I'm like, what the fuck is that? I'll take it out. It's, it's like the, it sounds like the fucking tornado siren, right? Well, check this out. Their volunteer fire department, how they would call their volunteers to the firehouse was with the fucking tornado siren. <laughs> and it, and the only reason I knew that, I Googled that shit. I'm like, East Stroudsburg siren. Like, I'm not nuts. What's going on? And it came up. And the townspeople had had uh, freaking protested for them to, like, use fucking pagers or cell phones. And the fire department was like, nope. <laughs> I'm not, we're not doing it. <laughs> Our siren works, and we're sticking with it. It's 2019, and we're going to use this siren. <laughs> but no, You know what? Two things I liked about Pennsylvania. Number one. The delis up in Pennsylvania are incredible. Oh, yeah. You walk in. There's no fucking, there's no menu to order off of. You walk up, you know, they don't have the meat pre-cut. You know, they slice and run in front of you. And it's really quick. It's really dirty. It's kind of disorienting the first or two times uh, you go in there. Because you're like, I don't know what I want. Don't know what I want. You know, the line's behind you. They're like, hurry the fuck up, dude. Uh, Best sandwiches I've ever had. Number two. There was a really cool uh, art museum in East Stroudsburg from a guy named, I think his name's Mike Frazetti. 
You ever heard of that? I don't know. I don't know that name. Uh, he was an illustrator, and he really cool kind of like fantasy stuff. All the Molly Hatchet albums he did. Oh yeah, okay. You, you remember? You remember, I always loved Molly Hatchet. All that that art style. He did um, some of L. Ron Hubbard's books. Okay. The Scientology guy. Okay. But um, he lived up there, uh, and he has a he had his he, little studio. He had his own studio, a little museum. It was going really on. cool because when did my, he have any of the Molly Hatchet covers without the Molly Hatchet on it? Yeah. Like the, the guy, yeah, they, yeah, with, they the, with the axe, like the Viking yes. dude or whatever. With yeah, the axe, they were yeah. all there. It's incredible. Um, he 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 loved breast. <laughs> Breast. Breasts yeah. are good. He he, a real connoisseur. Uh, chicken the, chicken breast? No, no. Absolutely oh, uh, actual female. But it, it was cool when we went up there. It was no one else was there, but um, his daughter in law was like the caretaker, and she gave us a personalized tour and like talked about every piece. It was really cool. Some of the guys from Metallica had been there and bought pieces. They had pictures of them there. Little Lars Art. Uh, it was it was uh, Kurt Hammett. Oh. Congratulations, Kurt, on joining the uh, Gibson family. Now, yeah. now all the quality of your signature models are going to go down the drain. But congratulations. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but but that's what's going to happen. That's a, that's a weird segue into another topic. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know anything about guitars. I know they make a lot of well, noise. Well, I'll tell you this. And, and the guitarists are always fucking tuning them, you know. Uh, bing, uh, bing, I'll, I'll bing. tell you this, you know. Let me check my intonation. <laughs> Everybody shut the fuck up. I'm tuning in now. You know, being a guitar player is kind of like being into cars, right? Yeah. You can, you can just talk about random shit that no one else cares about for just hours. But when it comes to Gibson, I have a love-hate relationship with them. They... You know, it's kind of like them and Fender. They're the big two guitar names that really everybody knows, even non-musicians, right? I mean, I, I know a ton of brands that non-musicians have never heard of that are honestly better than Gibson and Fender. But Gibson and Fender are, you know, have been and still are two of the, the main players in the, the guitar game right now. But it, it's been really disappointing to see some of their uh, current and recent products that they've produced. The prices just keep going up, but the quality is just decimated. I was at a guitar center a few weeks ago, and I, you know, I'll pick up just some instruments. I'm not, usually, I'm not gonna never buy an instrument from a guitar center. That's rule number one of being a musician. So you know, just try the shit there. But you pick it up and you look at this instrument. These instruments, you know, a, new, a brand new American Fender. You're looking at fifteen to seventeen hundred dollars and up. Wow, which is absurd for when you pick it up and the frets aren't you know aren't filed correctly you're you're looking you got, at you finish new, yeah you got to buy the custom shop for that it's yeah like, it's like buying a new car and then having to go put new tires on it yeah well and the same thing for the gibsons but the gibsons are more egregious because a new gibson uh not the not the studios but the less paul standards you're looking at about twenty five hundred dollars that's 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 a car for a lot of people well it's uh yeah and i think a lot of it comes down to well like you said the gibson what custom shop yeah those are more cared for by people in actual physical hands the rest sure. of the stuff is being more mass produced sure and i think that happens with a lot of things uh that get you know mass produced and like you were saying there's there's manufacturers that people have never heard of that make good guitars because they're all pretty much making them probably in the same factory. Sure. You know, they're sure. or, or the same technologies making these guitars, especially the ones that are made um, in like Indonesia and China, which yeah. I have nothing against those instruments. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it you know, it, it's kind of like drums. You, you're talking you know, 1700 bucks. You can spend for a kit like that size back there behind us, a really good kit, like a DW or a 
you know, a Yamaha or something like that, you can spend upwards of five, six, seven, eight thousand dollars just for the damn shell pack. Yeah. yeah you know, no, no stands included. <laughs> I, I remember my first kit, my first real kit was a Pearl Export Series, nine piece, a double base, had four rack tops, <laughs> two floor tops. Just like Joey Jordanson ripped. And it came with, let's see, four boom stands and one straight stand and a hi-hat stand and two pedals. And it was like 1500 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Now, but now, you know, you, you can buy the same kit, the Pearl Export, but, but the really cool thing is, I, looking at them, they're, they're just as cheap. They're, they, have a, they actually had a kit that was similar. It was an eight-piece. It has three rack toms, two floor toms, mm-hmm. and, I, and it was in white, and I'm like, ooh, I'm thinking about it. Maybe I'll just get, me, get myself another big, giant export kit, because just to have, um, because, uh, you know, that's, because that, you that was it. my original kit. And... <laughs> But I was reading because the, the shells are different. They're making them out of a little bit better wood. They're actually, because I think the ones I had were like almost like a press board. They look like a press board type material inside. Okay. They weren't made of the best wood. They sounded good. Yeah. But they were the bottom rung. And now the new export series kits, uh, even their lower per, per pearl is, is made of some sort of actual wood. May not be the best wood in the world, yeah. but... It, it's, it's not it, particle board anymore. Yeah, and they still, they still sound great. And, you know, me... I'm kind of cheap, so I'm always going for the cheap thing. I'm done buying expensive stuff. I paid yeah. I paid fifty five hundred for that kit that I use all the time with the the black been, pearl. Been, the been, yeah, the black pearl kit that's been rewrapped. Yeah. When are you gonna take the wrap off? I'm not taking the wrap off. I love I love the black I've, look of it. I I ruined that kit because I didn't realize that I knew what I had. I liked the kit when I bought it in '92. But I didn't know it was a really special kind of kit that Pearl only made so many of. <laughs> So I took I took all the badges off, which I got them somewhere. They're laying around in a bag somewhere. But I took the badges off and I rewrapped them, which isn't a bad thing. It's not. It's a non-destructive wrap. It Mm -hmm. doesn't stick to the thing. But those kits in just a say a a, you know four-piece configuration in good nick are going for about fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars. Wow! And you can get the bigger one like I've got. I got this. Mine's actually a six-piece. So it has two rack, two floor, and they go for about twenty-five hundred. Wow. Yeah, and that's just for the that's just for the shells because the shells are big and thick. They're like a half inch thick. Well, I, m- I remember helping you move that kit. That's a heavy kit. Yes, it is. That's very a very heavy kit. But you know, if anybody wants a really good example of a law of diminishing returns, look into music gear, because really, once you get in terms of guitars, once you get paying past about twelve to fifteen hundred dollars for a guitar or a bass, yeah, you might get nicer features. But you're just not getting the same the same return in terms of uh, rate of improvement. Yeah, you really don't like it. You know the the Ernie Ball. You know I I play Ernie Ball Stingray. That's kind of like my main gigging bass uh, for rock and stuff. But they've come out with a cheaper Sterling line because because my Stingray is made in America. Their their Sterling line I believe is made in Indonesia, and uh, I have one of their Sterling guitars. Um, that I'm going to bring over here one day. You're really going to like it. It's cool. But um, I've played a lot of their Stingray Sterling basses. Now, these things run for about four to $700. They're made in Indonesia. And my Stingray was about 2200 And Dave, my God, they sound and play almost identical. Really? It's, it's absurd. Every time I pick it up, I'm, ki- I'm kind of disgusted because I'm like, this is really close. I've been, I've been meaning to ask because uh, Marty asked do you have your dad's, because I told Marty, Gary gave away all his stuff, and Kyle's got it crammed in his basement. And I, all the guitars, do you have his 1970-something Les Paul? I yeah, think I play he, it all the time. 
Do you? Do you like it? Because I, I think I told Marty, I said, yeah, because Marty said it. He, he played it once. He sat in, you know, mm-hmm. at some show your dad did. Mm-hmm. And he played that guitar. He's like, I, I didn't like playing it. <laughs> so, so this is the thing. It's, so this, this goes back to my critique of modern day Gibsons. One thing that makes old guitars, especially old Les Pauls, so valuable, so desired, and such a quality instrument is because they're heavy. You have got to have a lot of mass if you want to have a lot of sustain. You can put in whatever EMG, yo, 18 volt preamp in your pickup, whatever bullshit. If you don't have that mass, you're just not going to get that sustain. That's just that's just the physics of it. And old Les Pauls, if you ever have the privilege to hold one or play I, one, I have picked your dad's up before. It's, it's, it's heavy. Like, what the hell, man? It's de- <laughs> and not only is it heavy, it's deceptively heavy. It's yeah. heavier than my bass. When I play it, I sit down because you have to. My back just hurts so bad. Saying you gotta, you gotta, gotta be a real man to play. You, yeah, don't be a, a little vintage, bitch. Yeah, a vintage Les Paul. Um, but one other thing that I've I notice in terms of because I I play I have an Epiphone Les Paul I've played a lot of standard Les Pauls and they all kind of feel different. But one interesting thing about this Les Paul is the string tension feels just right. It feels closer to a PRS because usually a PRS. When Paul Reed Smith designed his guitar, he wanted the string tension to be between a Fender and a Gibson, because Gibsons, if you, between get Fenders and Gibsons, if ever anyone knows anything really about guitars or their headstocks, a Gibson headstock, if you look at it from the side, is angled. Yeah. Oh, I don't know the degrees. Probably twenty to twenty-five degrees. But a Fender is flat. Yep. And that you know that string break that's caused by that uh, that angle influences the string tension and that somehow you know some people that are fender people like the fender feel some people that are less paul fans like the less paul feel but the prs is really in the middle in terms of degree differences and when i play my you know that vintage less paul it's you know early 80s late 70s it feels like a prs and it feels great it really does it's it's a awesome instrument it was properly manufactured it, and but you can tell you know the finish is cracking it looks like an awesome well-played vintage instrument but you pick it up and it doesn't feel like it's going to fall apart you know what what kills me about like drums uh, particularly pedals bass drum pedals kick drum pedals um i've got some really old uh, DW5000 pedals going back to the uh, probably late 80s, early 90s. Okay. And I always love the way they feel. I don't play them much anymore. They're just kind of hidden away. And I've got a newer one that's from probably, I think, 96 is when I bought 97, 98, somewhere later, a little later. And I like the way it feels. And it's a super simple pedal. And then I got a DW8000 about seven years ago and they don't make the 8,000 anymore. It was kind of mixed between the 5,000 and the 9,000. The 9,000 is their top tier mm-hmm. and the 5,000 is their they, a medium tier. The 5,000 is just a different pedal. It's the way it feels in place. But the 8,000 was kind of a combination of the two and there's like 27 different adjustments you can do to this thing. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't have time for that. I mean, usually I take them out of the box. I adjust the, the, the beater angle, the pedal height, and the spring tension. Those are the three things. And what I'm finding now is I, I, I'm buying um, Gibraltar. Uh, I like their direct drive pedals they got. Mm-hmm. And they've got some higher end direct drives that have a lot of the little things that you'll never mess with, you know, like the cam and all this. Well, I, well direct drive don't have cam, but, you know, on their higher end stuff, they have all the different features you can adjust. 
but I like their sort of middle of the road because it's like a it's it's like a 1989, 1990, 1990s uh, DW. It's very simple. You know, yeah. you've got these three adjustments and that's it. And it's also very um, you can maintain it because you can actually take the whole thing apart into pieces and order parts that you need if you need to. They don't want you to do that. They want you to buy a new one. Because <laughs> yeah. I thought about buying one of their one of their more higher end direct drive pedal because direct drive is always more expensive than anything else. Mm-hmm. And I just. I couldn't bring myself to doing it when I was looking at it going, well, you know what? This kind of looks like my old DW from 23 years ago, 24 <laughs> years ago, 25 years ago, however old it is. And I, that's what I bought and that's what I use. Now, I have a question. Uh, you know, I have seen that um, naming convention in terms of like drum pedals. You know, they usually do like numbers, you know, they'll, they'll and they'll have a bunch in a whole line. What justifies the price increase from different pedals? Just features or... Uh, I have played a DW9000 and the features, uh, the way they're designed, they've even got a higher one. It's got, you know, it's just the, it's the mechanism that makes it work. Most, most people probably use a chain drive. Uh, there's chain, there's strap, there's direct. And the direct is like a combination of the chain and the strap together. Cause chain, you get, you get some slop in it. Cause you think when you bring in your foot up, you bring your foot off the pedal, it's going to come up. Okay. And, uh, but you get the power. The strap, you don't get the power, but you get the really good smoothness. And direct drive is a direct metal linkage between the, the beater and the, the what I'd call the cam, the rotating part of it, and the pedal. And you get the power and the smoothness. Hmm. Okay. But a, a lot of a lot of speed metal guys, from what I understand, they, they've used they, they'll use direct drive because they can get that brrr, you know that really fast shit that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just they they react. What you put into it is what you get out of it basically but it, as far as like it doesn't make you a better player <laughs> yeah yeah i've known people have bought nine thousand pedals and go because i've always been kind of a five thousand when it comes to dw and, and the weird thing is dw has got a weird they kind of screwed their naming system up for a while they had the two thousand three thousand four thousand seven thousand which was below the five thousand then they had the eight thousand and they had the nine thousand <laughs> uh but they had the seven that was below and Somebody got fired but, for that. But now, I think, I don't know if they still have the 7,000, but now they've got the 3,000, which to me, the 3,000 looks like the old 80s and 90s 5,000s. It's it's all very confusing. Well, it's like it's like Ibanez's naming convention. I know you're not a guitar player, but trying to find the model name of an Ibanez is ridiculous. It would be the, the ATK 7,000 KDB. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. Sounds like a fax machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you, you know, with musicians, for any non-musicians listening, it's really common for us, you know, sell gear. We're always changing shit up. Do you ever regret uh, selling or trading a piece of gear? Yeah, I, uh, yeah, selling that nine-piece pearl kit. <laughs> <laughs> it makes a return. Uh, I've never actually gotten, I'll buy stuff and sometimes never, never even use it. I'll just set it in the closet, but you're worse than a woman. Dave. And I, I had this, well, I had this conversation before because it comes in handy uh, because, you know, all of a sudden you're going, man, I need a part. Something breaks on something and you need a part off of something else, especially it's for like, drums. I it, imagine a lot of my hardware is like that. I have all my old hardware is like parts bins. Basically, it's just it sits up. It sits in there. And I know that if something goes wrong with what I'm currently using, I got parts I can pull off. of. Mm-hmm. But I yeah, no, I, I sold that kit after I got my. uh the black kit that we were talking about, the mm-hmm. Pearl CZX kit. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I really missed that kit. I learned to play on that kit. Yeah. I played a lot of uh, Master of Puppets and uh, Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction every day <laughs> after school religiously. 
because that's all we had really we had that and we had jane's addiction yeah. and of course then we had a bunch of fucking hair metal bands which i could hey. ne- i could never get into it because i wasn't good i wasn't good looking enough as a man to be a man <laughs> dressed in, you didn't look you didn't like look enough woman. like a woman yeah yes. yeah unfortunately no no no, no. Well, slash, when slash came on the scene when guns rose i said oh that's a look i can get get away with right there <laughs> i re- i regret you know i I also kind of got rid of like the bass I really learned to play on. I had an old uh, Mexican P bass and it was a really cool color. It it was almost like a metallic blue, almost like a metallic teal. It was a good looking bass. Um, but funny story, I I had started to gig more and I really needed a cabinet. I had an amp, but I had like a 210 cabinet. I needed something bigger. And I saw on Craigslist, some guy in Athens was um, selling a Ampeg 810, you know, the the, the big fridge for like 500 bucks or he would do like a trade. So, you know, I talked to him like, Hey, I got this base. He's like, yeah, yeah, bring it over. Well, <laughs> uh, I got my dad to ride with me. I was a young kid. I was like 14, 15. We, you know, we go into, and I honestly, I'd never been to Athens before. And I'm like, Oh, it's just going to be this college town. Well, we like, we're going and like, we pull straight into the ghetto. This is like a Wednesday afternoon at like two o'clock and everybody's just on their porch ghetto like (laughs) like oh god here we go and we're like oh shit and we walk out and you know the guy that uh i was talking to walks out of his house he's like this six and a half foot white guy (laughs) he's like hey guys (laughs) you hear about the base yep and we walk in but cool story about uh that 810 ampeg apparently uh it, the guy that was uh, selling it or trading it, he was actually the drummer of this band. And I said, oh, well, how did how'd you get this? He's like, well, unfortunately, the bass player died. I said, oh, shit, like, what happened? Apparently, they were playing a show somewhere. And it was like, you know, an old mill or something like that. Well, they were playing on, like, the top floor, and there's an elevator shaft. And the fucking bass player fell down the elevator shaft. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. We always talk about bass players being stupid, but it's like, holy shit. But... This is where I'm going at. You know, my old house, we had all the gear in the basement. You know, if you're a musician, you have a basement, that's where the gear goes. That's law number two. But um, <laughs> all the gear was in the basement, and I was it was like spring break or some shit. I was downstairs practicing, and, you know, my old golden retriever. You might, Do you remember Rosabelle? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good dog. But any, anywho, uh, she was down there hanging out. I was, I was probably playing Tool or some shit, but i was the only one in the house she had never done this before she literally gets up from laying down turns around stares at this cabinet that's been there for days at this point just starts growling and barking like she wants to fucking kill it and the hair on my neck stood it was the spirit of the dead bass player (laughs) i must have not have been playing well enough or some shit he's like man god now (laughs) it was crazy man it it, honestly was pretty fucking scary (laughs) i knew uh I didn't know that. I knew the guy in passing, but um, he uh, played a show and he was filling in for an all female band. He was filling in for their drummer or something. So he was dressed in a uh, pink tutu <laughs> and leotards, you know, to fit in. With, oh, yeah. you know, and, and apparently after the show, he was uh, talking and just collapsed and died right there. <laughs> oh my God. And that's, that's kind of a messed up thing. Because, you know, here comes the ambulance and the EMTs, and here's this guy dressed in a fucking pink tutu. It's like, I guess if you got to go out, you might as well go out with some flair. Damn. But, yeah. yeah he, he had, he had, uh, he was a diabetic, but he didn't take care of himself. Okay. So, that don't do it, man. People, anyway. people underestimate diabetes. 
I'm not just, talking about your damn blueberries. Just can't eat pizza and pasta every day, all day, Kyle. You got to eat something else. Dave, if you're going to feel like shit, you might as well enjoy what you eat. Well. You're, what are you on, a liquid diet over here? No, uh, this is my one day. I, I'm fasting. I, well, I had a salad earlier. Oh, my God. I had part of the, I had this, I make, you know, I make enough for two, two smoothies. This is good. I, I switched it out. We got to get your testosterone levels checked, uh, brother. My testosterone level is fine. I like the way it makes me feel. Usually I just feel all sluggish when I wake up in the morning. I don't know if I'm dehydrated or Well, that's whatever. how they want us Americans to feel. No, no, no. You need to go along with the plan. I start off with How many Big Macs are you eating today? Uh, you, your quota is two. You're making me if hungry. You, if you're not making that I haven't quota. had anything but two smoothies and a, and a small salad. You're making me hungry. No. The IRS is going to come after you for um, not meeting your quota. You know, I, I wake up. I started off with my two pints of water over there, and then I went to... Uh, I don't know the reason I know it's a pint, because it's in a pint glass. <laughs> um, went to had some coffee. Then I made my smoothie. Had my smoothie. Then I had a salad. And now I'm having the rest of my smoothie. Incredible. With blueberries okay. instead of strawberries. I think the strawberries way over 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 flavor everything else because it has bananas in it too and mango and peaches it's, it's georgia we gotta have peaches my god what's happened to my friend <laughs> it's good stuff you know you and your medical school you ought to know about this healthy healthy living eating healthy <laughs> yeah, eating right look i can't make any money because i can't advertise off of it so i don't care oh, okay i don't care oh you want people sick that's the problem i'm all dead what i'm all dead this whole this week was a big week for video games. Uh, there is uh, a Microsoft Flight Simulator came out for Xbox, Ooh. and it's it's been out for PC for the past year. But it uses um, Bing satellite data for the Earth in real time weather. Check this out, dude. I I took off from uh, from um, there's an airport over here in Winder Barrow. Took off from that airport, flew uh, up into Blairsville. And I passed through Hiawassee, flew over my parents' house, flew over my college. With real weather. Real weather. And, the, and the, I, I saw somebody on uh, YouTube talking about that, because uh, apparently there's a whole group of people out there in the world that like to talk about flight simulators. and It's a huge um, community. And these guys have like big setups yeah. where they build like cockpits and shit, correct, you know, correct. in their house. And uh, that's what they were saying. You can also, it uses the, the ground uh, images, right? Oh, yeah, it's from, buildings. From, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you fly over and it's, I mean. It's, I, like, it's like you're looking out the window of an airplane. I couldn't find my house. I need to go on Google Maps and like coordinate it out or whatever. But I got close. But yeah, um, you know, buildings are buildings. And it's, I flew over Biltmore Estates. It was incredible. Uh, so yeah, so that was a pretty big day. And, and the reason it's a big deal is because it's running on a console. You know, consoles are always so much weaker than PCs and stuff. It's absolutely incredible. Oh, I remember uh, there's always been flight simulators. Microsoft flight, flight simulators have been around for a long time. Correct. The first one was um, out for like 20 years. And they've always been on PC, you know. Uh, I knew people who had them back then, and they had little controls, you know, and they weren't taken off and stuff. Mm -hmm. They weren't anything like they are today. Though. Yeah, yeah. You know? there's, a, uh, there's a free Top Gun update coming out this fall oh. with all the fighter jets. Oh, yeah. It's going to be really fun. You're going to be Goose. <laughs> You're going to be my Maverick? Yes, I'm Maverick. <laughs> You're going to be Goose. Because you know, I'm about as tall as uh, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. So. <laughs> uh, in addition to Flight Simulator, I was I was lucky enough to get uh, access to the uh, the new Halo beta. The new Halo games coming out this year. And yeah. There's a special beta, and I got a code to it, so I've been playing that the, the past two days. It's, it's really cool. When do you find the time? I mean... 
I make the time. I mean, between, you know, painting your garage floor and, <laughs> you know, working on your, I mean, I, digging I, that hole in your backyard for your uh, new pool. I, yeah. And the I, hot tub. I can't, I don't get to play as much as I would like, but you know, cause the beta is only for this weekend. So I mean, am I sleeping less? Yeah, but it's worth it. Cause I get to, <laughs> I get to play Halo a few months beforehand. It's been a long time since a, the, a, a good Halo games uh, come out. And it, the multiplayer feels really good right now. So hopefully they don't change it too much. Hmm. It's a big deal. Yeah. They they actually delayed uh, this Halo game a year. It was supposed to come out last year. I don't know, man. I grew up with Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> and Pong. Oh, and Pong. I had Pong when I was like three or four years old. I remember it. Pong. Beep. You poor, you poor deprived child. Oh How did you make it? It was hey man, it was in the in the late seventies. That was a big deal. Yeah, yeah, it was. And then we got the we got the regular Nintendo, the first one, the very first. Nintendo yeah, the with, NES with the card. Yeah, and then we got the uh, Super NES, <laughs> and that's that's when my gaming world really took off. There, <laughs> played a lot of Mario Brothers. You know, I love video games. They've been a huge part of my life, but. I'd be remiss if I didn't say, like, I think they, they are dangerous up to a point. I mean, I, so many people get addicted on it. And you haven't, obviously, you're not a gamer. You haven't kept up with it. But if you were to play, like, a modern game right now, Dave, they are, they're dopamine machines. Yep. All the, all the, all the multiplayer, you know, modes, all the battle royales, all the battle passes, they're just dopamine factors. They want you to sit down. And their goal is to make your brain dump out as much dopamine as they can because they know you'll come back, right? But the problem is you dump all your dopamine, you start to feel fucking depressed if you're not playing it. Kind of like, like, uh, like uh, doing cocaine? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's a real issue and it's just going to get worse. And I'm not saying outlaw video games. I love video games, but, you know, I think it's important, especially for people raising kids. It's, it's all about moderation. Uh, yeah. You know, just like everything in life. Well, when I was a kid, Kyle, we, uh, you know, we had to go outside and play. What was that like? Oh, yeah. my God. We had to go outside. Without AC? Yeah. Without oh without air conditioning. Oh, my God. Hell, we didn't have air conditioning in my house growing up. <laughs> growing up uh, for a long time because it's not that hot up, up. Well, it is now because of global warming and everybody and their cars ruining everything. <laughs> and the but, cows farting. And the cows farting. Oh, oh, speaking of farting, did you, <laughs> I got to try and find it. I don't know if I can find it, but I, I read this, it was a snippet article about uh, the government in Australia. They are, they have some legitimate studies that show you can get COVID in a confined space through flatulence. How much money do they get for no, that study? No farting. I don't know. God. I don't know. They don't. They're, but they're. But then again, it's coming from the same lady at the the health who said, "If you see your neighbor, don't talk to them." If, <laughs> I, if, if, if I you, like that rule, though. I yeah, like don't that. talk to them. <laughs> if you see a, a friend or a family member, don't talk to them. Stay away. Stay away. If you're in the you know grocery store or whatever, mm-hmm. she actually said that. I should find the yeah. I've, insert the clip here. I, I've lived in uh, our new place for about two months now, and have only spoken to one neighbor. <laughs> I've waved all the other ones. Like I'm not trying to be a jerk. You guys got to get um, out. You you live at the end of a um, cul-de-sac. A cul-de-sac. You could have cul-de-sac parties. Just what I want. <laughs> but that would that would eat into my Halo time. I don't know if I did. I mention last time about uh, Marty's new neighbors. No. With the, with the mariachi band. No, I think I would remember that. Please tell me more. You know, Marty lives in that cul-de-sac, right? Yeah. He's been in there. 
whatever, 15 years, and no one's... <laughs> they, were, they were living in their private they were, Idaho. Well, now they're finishing out the neighborhood, and apparently the guy who's doing the painting for the contractor... <clears throat> Got a good deal on a house, two houses up on the cul-de-sac from Marty. And I came out, it was about 4.30 in the afternoon, I hear, I'm like, boom, 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 you know, I'm like, God damn, that's a good sound in stereo, so it sounds like a real mariachi band. Well, it turns out it was. Oh, my God. And there was about 30, 30 people there, just, they were, they were having a good old time partying yeah. and everything else. I had to go back the next day to pick something up from Marty's. He's like, you really missed it, Dave? He goes, they were up until 4.30. Playing their mariachi. I said, well, there goes your neighborhood, buddy. <laughs> I'd oh. go and join them. I'd be like, hey. Oh, que pasa, God. amigo? They've lived in pure, <laughs> pure uh, perfection for 15 years. Yes. Self-isolation, pretty much. Wow. And now they have to do it. Damn. You that. think they're going to move? I doubt it. They might. Yeah. They might just say, you know what? We're, you know what? They need to live in their camper, sell all their possessions, live in their camper. They need to go hang out with the Mexicans, man. That's what I would do. I'd be over there and be like, hey, motherfuckers, you're going to party in my cul-de-sac. I'm me. joining in. You better invite me. <laughs> now, now give me a fajita. <laughs> <laughs>